Awesome. Okay. Who would like to go next? If anybody wants to go after that, Taylor Swift brought us some something delightful to chew on tonight. I'm renaming people to California cities if you don't have your, if you're not already renamed. This might be an unpopular point of view, and that's okay. I'm willing to go out there and do it because I don't see us as having any, like right now, this Press-Ganey situation is part of the system. It's, it's out there. And we can either rail against it and be miserable or we can try to wield some sort of influence over it such that we become such effing rock stars that they don't matter, number one. And number two, that then we are in positions where we can dismantle this un- system that is unfair. Um, we have a lot of people on tonight. That's awesome. Let's see who wants to go next. I'm going to take a picture of this in case we need to post it. Who's next? Anybody have anything? So um, when we got started, it looks like um, Thousand Oaks was talking about a shit show. She was a little uncertain if she wanted to bring it. If you do, please let us know. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, And then we can just wait a minute to see if anybody else has anything they want to talk about. Okay, here we go. Can you hear me? I can. What's up? Hey, no, I Hi. I sent you the email about the whole debacle of my life in the last few months. <laughs> yes. Um, and I know that some of that is some particularly sensitive information. So yeah. please only share what you're comfortable with and we'll definitely protect your identity. But I suspect you what you're really talking about for this group is yeah. at work. Right. So um, there's a lot of things going on in my job right now where yeah. we, the hospital that I'm at, they decided to merger with an organization we didn't really want them to merger with. Um, we, my, the chief just said he was going to leave and that kind of leaves, he does the same kind of surgeries that I do. And so it's, in some ways it's good for me because it's like an opportunity to increase a lot of volume, but in another way, it's, he's, he leaves enormous shoes to fill. I have no idea how I would ever do that. Um, and I already sort of feel like behind because like clinic has been a real challenge because of kind of my mental state these days. Sure. Um, and trying to, is there could not possibly be a worse time to take on extra responsibilities. Okay. But why do you have to take on extra responsibilities? Um, just, I think when he steps out, I feel like that there's going to be a push for me to do more like the cases that he's not doing um, so that we can kind of keep up with that volume. And that's okay if we could figure out a way to delegate a lot of other tasks that I wasn't doing. Okay. So, 
Um, without giving too much detail, is this something that is like going to be emergencies or urgencies? No. Like why no, is no. it an elective well, practice? Some, some of it's uh, like we do some trauma stuff that comes in um, and that that would be urgent that needs to be done. Not like, you know, as soon as possible, but, you know, in the next couple of days. And then there's a lot of elective practice, but it's elective practice that hospitals really want to keep because it pays fairly well yeah um, is it just going to be you now um no I have other partners but I will be the only person in my group that does this now okay and the other partners won't share any of it well they are really not trained to do any of it um they are I did already talk to them about making sure that someone is available to cover these traumas so I can like spread out my OR days and give myself time to add on these cases and like just schedule for them um, mm -hmm. as opposed to what I have been doing, which is like coming in on weekends and I'm not on call to do these cases, which is not okay. Oh, no. Okay. So this, <laughs> we just went through that whole exercise of setting up the default model and the um, strategic model. And you just told us, you described the shit show yeah. and we're all tracking with you. We can, I'm sure see this like a scene in a movie where it's like, ah, merger, like attitudes are changing, new bosses, people, you know, it's like, it's like nobody's going to know what's what for a while. Um, is right. anything else changing like your EMR or any other of the structural we stuff? probably are going to get a new EMR, but it's probably going to be a few years from now. Um, and you know, as as you know other people can be clued in my I just had my sister just passed away a few months ago and it's literally just trying to survive that experience mm -hmm. and when you start adding in all of these other things it's like oh my gosh yeah I've been hearing this this theme coming up over and over in the last two weeks where these women surgeons are describing their lives and the picture I have in my mind is an octopus it's like this invertebrate with eight extensions coming off, getting pulled literally in like eight different directions. Like it's chaos. People are describing absolute chaos. And so what I think is like, like you call, you even said it's a shit show. Well, yeah. What is the opposite of a shit show? Like a streamlined, organized thing where you can get things done during the day and have a life in the evening. Yes. And I call that the sweet spot. Yeah. Have you ever hit a we, sweet spot on a we're racket? Not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but have you had that experience like on a bat or a racket when you hit the sweet spot? Yeah. And it's just like magic when it happens. It's like everything is clicking and working and like you said, streamlined and it's easy. It's organized and ordered and not like octopus getting pulled in eight different directions. It's like an oak tree that's standing, that's impermeable to the winds. Okay. So C, merger, uh, and then um, partner leaving. He's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he got apparently got an offer actually about a year ago, and he's been kind of sticking around through the merger. He will be closer to his family, which mm -hmm. I completely understand at this point. Um, but because of the merger, I don't really expect us to be able to hire anyone soon. Okay. 
but you don't know, do you? Like, is that a we've, fact? We've been, we've actually had ads out. I don't know that we've had anybody respond to them. Mm-hmm. And the group and our, our opposing group has been trying to hire a similar type of surgeon for well over a year and they're paying them, they're offering a lot more and they don't have one either. Like is we that, live in a pretty rural area, so <laughs> it's a small that, place. Okay. So one, one thing is, is that you can, you can find candidates outside of an ad. For example, mm-hmm. women in orthopedics, the group, people post it there all the time for jobs because they know if they post within that group, they're going to get somebody good. Yeah. Oh, I just gave away your, I'm so sorry. I just That's gave okay. away uh, <laughs> Sal. No um, so the point is, is that we have a really good internal network. People post on Surgeon Moms Group too about jobs because they want to have it filled by somebody they can trust and somebody they want to be partners with. So keep that in mind. There are alternatives, like sneaky ways to get get people. I will have to utilize that group, actually. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So the result we really want here is not a shitstorm, but we want the sweet spot. We want yeah. life to be like like not like it, but actually the sweet spot. How does that sound? That would be great. Yes. That would be awesome. Like I think okay. uh, getting to a place where we can actually absorb some of that volume, which would be great to be able to get those things done. Um, I, I would love that. Uh, but I also like, particularly in light of losing my sister at such a young age, realize like you can't take any of this minutes that we have on earth for granted because we cannot account on having retirement to enjoy ourselves. That's right. Okay. So let's add that. So we need a strategy, a strategy to absorb the volume. We need to stop fucking around. Love that. Love Stop fucking around. We do so much fucking around. And now you have, have this experience recently that tells you that we don't have time to fuck around. Right. Yeah. We need to get our shit together so that work is great and home is great. And there is no rule written anywhere in being a surgeon or a woman surgeon that says you have to suffer and die for your cause. There just isn't. We've been told that. We've been kind of operating under that assumption, but it's not true. We do not have to suffer and die for the cause. And so people have an invitation right now to start making decisions that favor their desires. Because guess what happens when you live according to what you desire? It makes you a better person. And when you're a better person, you bring something better to the world, which means everybody's better. Your patients are better. Your families are better. Your children are better. The whole world is better. I feel so strongly about this. So the way we encapsulate that is to stop fucking around. Okay. What else do we need to do to get to the sweet spot? It requires a level of discernment to understand what matters and what doesn't, right? Like you're faced with absorbing a bunch of crap. My guess is a lot of that stuff you don't need to absorb. And to know what is important and what isn't important for you personally to take on as responsibility would be really important. You have partners. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, and I'm starting, you know, to delegate kind of what things I would be okay with taking on and starting to 
like I have a meeting tomorrow with the practice, the service line manager to be like, these are kind of the boundaries that we're going to set. I'm not going to continue to come in when I'm not on call. I'm not going to come in after clinic and do these cases. Like we have to spread out my OR time so I can get these people to the OR in a reasonable amount of time, but I can like get stuff done in clinic that I need to do. So like my clinic notes can get done, which is an ongoing disaster. Um, when you keep just moving on to the next task and not finishing the thing you have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This could be an opportunity to actually to advocate for you to do less. I I'm actually going to advocate for less clinic days because I think with more trauma volume, um, that, that is, we, I don't have, I don't need to see all those people. And I'm also going to advocate for them to be like, these people need to be pre-opted by some of our associate providers who can decide if they are a candidate for this elective surgery that I do. I don't need to see people who are clearly not candidates for the surgery. (laughs) Um, It's not a waste of our time, but it does help filter like what I'm spending my time doing. Yep. So I'm saying I'm um, the action there is I'm saying streamline access to care slash OR. Because that is a waste of your time if you don't need to be working that stuff up. Yeah. I mean, I need to train. I think like that helps me to say I need to train those people to be able to really do a good job with that evaluation. And we can focus on that. Actually, I'm going to write that down for my meeting tomorrow. Um, But the, you know, I don't think seeing random people who don't know what's wrong with them and are not candidates for surgery, um, these are elect. This, when I'm doing elective cases, they're purely elective. And if we take people to the OR with all of those risk factors, we're like liable for them. Yeah. So this is the cool thing about this particular situation, whereas it seems like a shit show, but what you really have is this opportunity to start to create things that work better for you, work better for the group, work better for the patients. It's really an opportunity here. If you are able to go in with the skill and influence, and if you're making a list of these bullet points to talk about, I think that's really smart to go in because what you want to be able to present to them is how everybody wins when we do things differently. Like things were not working and now we need to make sure they're working. And here are the ideas I have that I think will really help streamline things. This will help us see, you know, that get the patients, we won't lose volume, we'll actually maintain volume, maybe even increase volume. They like those things because they want to make money. Yeah. Right, right. So, And the place and then, that bought us is very concerned with making money. Yeah. Yeah. And so going in with some language around how this is going to benefit the profitability, I think is also good because there's, my guess is you can look at the way things were and see where there was waste. And if you can identify where there was waste, you know, it's easy to come up with an idea of how to not waste. Um, hopefully this is the first of many meetings where you get these things done. Okay. What else would it take to create a sweet spot for you? How are things at home? Do you, do you have kids? I forget. Um, stepkids. Stepkids. Are they of age to be able to do their own things at the house? Like yes. make their own yeah. lunch and make their own bed and vacuum the floor and do the dishes. and. Yeah. Uh, and their, their dad also does most of those things too. So Okay. So people are running their, their own ball in the home. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think the home is 
th that's actually pretty good um or really great. good the that's it's great. it's trying to like make space to like enjoy that time mm -hmm. yeah so this is a pretty good list starting list i'm sure if you thought about it more you could think of more and more things over time that could help improve like when I do this for myself, I get down to the nitty gritty. Like, where am I going to park when I get called in? I don't want to walk more than 20 feet between my car and the door <laughs> yeah. or the emergency room. Like all of the things. What's it going to take to be truly a sweet spot? And then we ask, okay, well, how do you need to feel in order to do those things? I think you have to feel like like you're capable like i i hear from the from taylor swift and she's like oh like people say these things about me like i internalize that i the first thing i think of is i shouldn't be doing this job like how the hell did i get to the spot in life that i'm doing this thing um and, and somehow saying that is not the case like you're fully capable of doing your own job plus maybe somebody else's half of their job uh, there is no more capable human on the planet than a woman surgeon no more capable human on the planet. Put us up against a Navy SEAL any day. I love that. I'm great. telling you. And so it's absurd that we walk around feeling like shit and having shitty lives when we're literally the most capable humans on the planet. It's absurd. Um, it's true. And I think, you know, and with the, all the other stuff that's been going on, I feel like, wow, I just, I don't have control of my life. And then I like write it all down and I'm sending it to you in an email and I'm like, good Lord, this is, this is like the um, crazy movie. Yeah. And we're all living our own version of that crazy movie, disempowered, walking around, like we're in some kind of a fucking vortex that we have no control over. And it's like, all of us forgot what we learned how to do. When I sit and I think about what I can actually do with a human, like I can take a crooked leg and make it straight and functional. That is nuts. Yeah. A lot of these surgeons, the, the things that they can do, the skills that they've learned that they have already done. That's the funny thing is we already have evidence of it. We already have evidence of our capability because of where we are, because of what we have done. And then we walk around like, I shouldn't be doing this job. I mean, it's absurd. <laughs> it's so, that's when you say it like that, it's, but it's so true. It is so true. And so all we need is a healthy dose of the truth because our brains want to offer us bullshit things that are not true. And oh my gosh, we walk around with like a yellow pages book. If anybody is old enough to remember what yellow pages were the thick, thick part of the phone book. It's like, we have this list of rules that we've created around how we're supposed to show up. And I don't think that we made that stuff up. I think we inherited it, but we keep carrying around this big ass book of rules. And it's like, all that stuff is made up. The guys cut the rules all the time. They cut corners, they cut the rules and nobody gives them any shit about it. So why shouldn't we do the same thing? Yeah. I'm not telling Absolutely. you to cut corners, but anyway. No, but I feel like, you know, um, I think one of the reasons I struggle in clinic is just, you know, I think guys like some of my male partners are like, well, when they're just like, they'll just kind of like walk out of rooms and they don't care if the, if the reviews say like, hey, he didn't spend enough time with me. 
Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to figure out like why you're hurting and what I can do to make that better. And a lot of times it's clear to me in the first few minutes, like it is not the problem that I take care of. Like, I am sorry, yeah. you need to go to a different place. Yeah. And I have tried to figure out a better exit strategy so I can leave and like get documentation done and move on to my next problem. Yeah. Here's what I do. That happens to me a lot too. And here's what I do is I, um, I set it up as I'm so glad you're here while I'm not the one who is, has this particular expertise. I know who is now you're in the system and we can make a lateral move over to that person. Okay. I like the language. Cause we, I, we never want them to feel like they wasted their time because they didn't, they saw a specialist. They got one, they got one, you know, step closer to figuring out what's really pro- uh, the problem and having a solution for their problem. Instead of what I really hate is when people treat their patient like a hot potato. Well, like this isn't my problem. You're on your own sort of thing. And they get sort of like pinged around like a pinball that I think is unethical. Um, but we all, we're smart. people. We're, we're yeah. It's very frustrating, but we're like, I'm so happy you're here. You know, I know what this problem is. Sadly, I don't take care of it, but I know who does. And I'm just going to get you over to them. You're in the system now. So we've got you. Um, okay. Capable. I offered determined to Taylor Swift as well. That's my favorite go-to feeling. That's why I try to foist it on everybody. Because determination, you can be pissed off and determined. You can be sad and determined. You can be ashamed and determined. Like, determination isn't reliant on you being happy or excited or um, motivated. Like determined, mm-hmm. there was a large part of my life that I was a very unhappy person, but I was so damn determined. It's like the thing that kept me going. So that's always a good one. Um, what would you need to think in order to feel capable I guess, like, I know how to do this. I can do this. Let me ask you this. Before the merger, were you particularly happy with the way things were going with your group? I love my group. I was not particularly happy with, like, some of the things that were going on in, like, my own clinic and, like, how I was managing my time there and how I could, like, get stuff done and, like, leave at respectable times with everything finished. Yeah. So maybe having something kind of shake things up a little bit is not a bad thing. I agree. I think it's an opportunity to say, to say this is, like we have to delegate more things if we're going to get more things done. Yeah. Um, And realizing that that's the only way we're going to survive. And I've actually, you know, I have like good people in clinic that I've kind of already talked to. And it's like, look, like we're going to have to brainstorm and like think about how we can actually make it through a whole bunch more people. um, But we're still going to do a good job because if we stop doing that, then we're going to stop doing this. Right. So what it's coming up for me for like a power statement is, is like, I have such clarity about this in my own life that there must be a better way. To do this. 
like you've had some experiences recently that have helped clarify things for you in such a way that it wants to like, it's like this invitation to get up and moving into something new and better. Time 100% is precious. I agree with you. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent agree about that. Clarity could be the thing that changes everything. It's like, oh my gosh, there's got to be a better way. I fix complex problems all day long. This is nothing more than an additional complex problem. I love these people I work with. We've got to have a solution we can come up with. I know it. Like there just must be. Yeah. You know, I was thinking that today because, you know, I my last case actually canceled. And then I like went up and I saw like, I don't know, like nine or 10 inpatients. And I'm like, why am I spending my time like figuring out discharge plans? Not that I mind doing it, but this is, there has to be somebody else who this can be delegated to. That's right. That's under earning too. When you are doing things that are below your pay grade. So my, my wish for every woman surgeon is to be the best surgeon she can be in a fraction of the hours for multiples of the money. (laughs) I love that wish. Mind you. (laughs) Okay. How does that feel for you, Thousand Oaks? I think it feels good. Um, You know, I'm still, there's, there's still like other things to think about, but kind of just to try and figure out how to use the coaching process to kind of answer some of the big questions that are happening right now is helpful. Yep. 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 That's what happens. And it's always a process. We're like on a path. Each of us is on a path and these things are going to come up and our brains are going to do what brains do. And so each thing is an opportunity to practice the skill of noticing the default things your brain offers you and understanding that that's not a problem. It is just a place. It's just the place that you're starting. And there is always another place that you can go, which is different than the arrival fallacy of just thinking everything will be better when that's different where we're just kind of like slugging around in the stew of life, just biding time until things are better when we're in attending, or it's going to be better when we're, uh, you know, have like X amount of money in the 401k. That's the arrival fallacy. What I'm talking about is heroic growth. I'm talking about actually changing your brain pathways at every step on this path to where you are literally changing as a human being along the way. And as you change as a human being and you bring like the fullest expression of who you are to the world, not only do you have a much better life, but everybody around you does too. So it's different. Okay. Do you, yes. can I ask just one question before you sign off? Um, yeah. So like, I, I definitely kind of hear those like ruminating thoughts in my head, particularly during clinic where it's like, why are you doing this? You suck at this job. Like you are never going to be able to get this done on time. Do you just try and like actively not think them or replace them? Yeah, I don't. Well, so it's kind of replacing them, but it's an inquiry. And so let me show you how that works. I'll stay on. If anybody else wants to stay on a little bit and hear this, that's great. But if not, then um, you can listen to it after the fact. But let me take a picture of this in case we need to save it. Anytime I ruminate too, we all do it. So what I do is I notice what I'm ruminating about. Let's just have an example of something you ruminate about. For me? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that I'm never going to be able to like get through clinic and get everything done and leave at a reasonable time. That I am the worst at it in my whole group. Um, and I, I suck at that. Okay, I wrote two separate thoughts down. I'm never getting out of here on time and I'm the worst at this in my group. Okay, so we all ruminate. This is a thing we do. It's not a problem. We just want to like have a little bit of an interrogation of what you're ruminating about and that is a good thing to do because it actually gives you more bricks on your path out of the shitty situation. So we take a look at it and we say, okay, is this even true? I'm never getting out of here on time. And I take that to mean like your workday ends and your notes are complete and you're able to leave at like five, five thirty, six o'clock, something like that. Is that fair? Yeah, that, that would be awesome. I would okay. love that. And with the caveat that you're not taking work home with you. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Which is usually so, the only way I leave on time. Yeah. Um. So what we do then is we ask ourselves, is that true? I'm, like so far? Yeah, kind of. So you have a track record of that being true, but it, I mean, it's, that's not true. It's not a factual statement. Right. It's yeah. I think it's a, I think it's something that can be fixed. I just haven't figured out how yet. Exactly. So even, you know, it can be fixed, right? Even yeah. you know that you haven't done coaching and you're like, I know this can be fixed, but the party line in your brain is, is this is never, I'm never going to figure this out. So it is a bold faced lie. Your brain is telling you. So it's not only not true, but it's also not useful. In fact, it's the opposite of useful because it, the more you think it, the more you just get entrenched into that trap. It puts you in a trap. So when we say, okay, it's not true, it's not useful, going through the inquiry helps your brain just to see it differently. It helps you disengage from it a little bit once you can see, okay, that's not true. And you so beautifully said, no, I know, I just haven't figured it out yet. So you know it's not true. It helps you disengage from it. And then you can start to ask, okay, well, what is true or what is useful? Well, we can start to look around. Well, other people are able to do it. There must be a way. Right. I mean, okay. I, I do think that there is a way. There are people I know who can do it. Um, and and they still, I think, are reasonable physicians and they get done when, you know, at respectable times and they're caught up. They, they do. And so then you have to ask, okay, so I wonder what it is they do. What's their strategy? So it leads to more inquiry. Like, what could their strategy be? Well, maybe they set up all their templates. Maybe, maybe their practice is so different than mine that they just see the same thing over and over again. Maybe their notes really suck. Maybe they don't spend any time with their patients so they can just knock out their note and be done with it. Maybe somebody else is doing some of the work of the note. Do they have a scribe? Do they have a uh, dragon dictation? Like you start to get these this inquiry around, well, what could work? And it gets more open and more open and more open. And you start to see your own path. Like, well, what would make sense for me in this situation? 
yeah i mean i i agree with that you know i think i've looked at some my some of the partners i think are doing a good job and it's like what are you doing a lot of them are coming in early and sort of like going through everything i feel like in the mornings i'm trying to catch up on stuff i already should have had done which is not great mm-hmm. um, and then trying to figure out some exit strategies with i take a lot of care of a lot of elderly patients and this is a social visit and i would like to have like a little timer that says this is over please leave uh i can't have that can you take your computer into the room with you um i can log into they are computers in our exam rooms yeah but can you take your laptop in um i don't we don't really have laptops with our emr on them oh okay 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 well that might be something that we could work on but i'm just trying to show you now like the pathway out of this is to recognize what it is that you're telling yourself in the ruminating and then do the inquiry. Is it true? Is it useful? Okay. If not, then what is useful? And then you start to see all these other things. And what you see then is that there's a strategy. I just haven't figured it out. I totally agree with that. Okay. So the next one is I'm the worst at this in my group. Is that true? And specifically the worst at leaving on time with no notes left? Oh, definitely. Okay. Without doubt. So let's say that is true. And then let's ask, is that useful? No, it's not useful. No, not helpful at all. Does it even matter? (laughs) No, I mean, they don't, they really don't seem to care, quite honestly. I mean, they're asking like, how can, like, what's going to happen when this person leaves and we have to figure out what to do with more of these people? Yeah. I mean, it's nuts, right? But your brain is telling you this thing that it wants to believe so badly and it's making you feel like shit for no reason. Because first of all, if it's true or not, doesn't matter. And it's definitely not useful. And you just said a minute ago, some of these guys do shitty notes and probably leave the patient room early. So they're not having the best, probably not delivering the best interaction with the patient. Is that what you want? No. So like, what's the trade-off? True. And I think there is a trade-off though. Like there's a, there's a point where you're like, okay, I've done what I can and now I need to figure out how to extricate myself. And there has to be some sort of middle ground. Yeah. Which you're going to figure out and I will help you do that. Um, so like, this is funny because it's like, I'm the worst in my group, not true, not, or maybe true, but not useful. So now we can say, um, something else like, well, what actually matters here? Well, what matters is that the note conveys a certain amount of information to keep you out of trouble. And it matters that the note conveys a certain amount of information so that people can understand the patient's problem. Right. And we have I probably like should have said that in reverse order, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes that's how we think about it. <laughs> I know I had, I had my come to Jesus moment when I was being deposed. Um. And I was like, well, these notes are real shitty. And I had a scribe at the time and was like, oof, I should have read these better. (laughs) They were bad. Anyway. But do you see, do you see the skill there of just interrogating your own brain and then deciding, all right, this is just a stupid, shitty thought. And it's not like they're going to go away. It's just that the more we practice figuring out what the truth actually is and what actually is useful, 
the more you, those neurons start connecting and the more flexibility you have over time. All of these things we do in coaching is reps over time. Reps, okay. reps, 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 reps. It's the same way you learn how to do literally everything you've ever learned, which is acquiring new skills, is being exposed to it, doing it a gazillion times forever. That That's helpful. I'm going to try and not think <laughs> those things tomorrow, or at least think about like, why am I thinking that in clinic tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, because when we try to not think it, that just intensifies everything. Just let it be there. Just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's the default program. No problem. Is it true? No. Is it useful? No. Well, what is? Okay. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Yay. All right, guys. That was so super good. And um, let me real quickly, you guys can log off, but I'm going to stay on so I can say um, S'mores made a record. I'm just reading the chat. S'mores made a recommendation that Greenleaf on Netflix is great for vegging out. Okay. That's amazing because I just am finishing Virgin River and I don't know what to do next. Sunflower says, it, oh, I think I already read that one. Um, S'mores said, when I'm ruminating, this group taught me a very helpful thought to replace the rumination. We do hard things or I can do hard things. Well, yeah, because that's the truth. Women surgeons are the most capable people on the planet. And then Granola says, I am also the slowpoke. You're not alone. So this was great for many of us, I think. Yes, we all suffer from the same problems. (laughs) Okay, we'll see you next time, you guys. I love you all. Have a good night. Bye.